So what comes to mind when you think of a sister? Come on. Two sisters back together. A best friend. An opinionated best friend. <laughs> this is Sister Sister the Podcast. A sister who always thinks she's the boss. That sister that you start a conversation saying, bitch. Guess what? You're listening to Sister Sister, the podcast with Roxy and Susie. All right, y'all, your favorite duo is back. Welcome to Sister Sister, the podcast, Sissy. Hi. I'm loving your hat. I you like it? God came through. Read all of it. I all I saw was God came through, but I came up is crossed out. I didn't come up. It just says I came up. And then the, the oh, little... Oh, that's right. You're right. You're right about that. <laughs> what the heck? I could read right about it. Instead of I came up, it says God came through. Yes. Hallelujah. It's cute, right? You know what? I got to say, God really did take his time when he designed us. Mm-hmm. I feel like he sprinkled a little extra love into the Cordovas. You know what I mean? May we to our own horn. Actually, I think if you ask my mom, she'll say a... Uh, I came a little too soon. <laughs> I was a little premature in her plan, honey. Uh, you know what? I think that happens to a lot of moms, but listen, they adjust and they keep it moving. Mm-hmm. You know, um, some people start a little too early. Some people start fucking late. I feel like some too, people, too. some people is you now. <laughs> exactly. The conversation turned. Exactly. No, no, no. It's not too late. It's perfect. God's perfect timing. Okay. So what are we starting off on? Were we starting off with a, with a highlight or a rant? Whatever you want. Okay. So I'm starting off with a highlight. A highlight, all right. So I went on two dates in one week. Okay. Wow, you're out there doing the work, like sexy Mari said. Yes. Spicy Mari. Spicy. (laughs) Spicy and sexy. I just saw her the other day. I love her. I was like, girl, I tell everybody about you. I tell them to listen to follow you on Instagram. She's like, girl, I'm like over booked with consultations from Sister Sister the podcast. Good. And I was like, because her services are digital, so anybody can hire her, you know? Um, But so yeah, I went out on a date with an Egyptian dude. I'm trying to like stay open minded. Wow. Right? And then I Okay, would, but let me ask you a question. Would you ever marry an Egyptian man? Listen, I'm open for greatness. It's all about the energy and the connection and the similarities. So you're okay with marrying that culturally differently? Because they're mean, like very specific in like their religion and their traditions culturally. I mean, this guy was very Americanized. He's Egyptian, but he was born he was born in Cairo, but he's he's been here since he was six years old mm-hmm. in California. So he doesn't have an accent. He doesn't. Talk oh, to here we go. <laughs> here we go with the accents I don't know, again. Everybody's loving my accents on the show. Sis. You're the only one hating on my accents. Who's everybody? How do you how do you even know how Egyptians talk? What is the Egyptian That's accent? That's my point. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh so it was cool it was a really cool day he took me to a dope spot in santa monica great conversation just like i i believe that you need to be attracted to who you are with or will right, eventually end up with some kind of attraction and were you not really like it, it he no i mean did he catfish you like no he didn't look like he did in his picture in he person. didn't catfish me but he just didn't give me like manly, super manly vibes the way I like. But you did know? he in the picture? Uh, I'm assuming you met him online or did you meet him? Yeah, no, it was through an app. It was through an app. Okay. So it was like a, a blind date until we met in person, right? Wait, wait, there was no photo of him? There was a photo of him and he did look like his pictures. His nose was a little bit bigger. Well, duh. And he just, I didn't like the way he dressed. Like his 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 jeans look like bell bottoms and i was like where is this guy's shoes i don't know just <laughs> something about him was off and but we had a great conversation 
and whatever. It call me superficial. It's not that. It's just the connection wasn't how I imagined my connection to be with somebody. Right. So then two days later, I w- I'm busy, y'all. I'm out here. Listen, yeah, you don't do let the work. Don't well, let Spicy might have said you got to do the work. Don't let the Rona stop you. Right now, dating apps wow. are popping. So I ended up going out with this guy. This one, I never talked to him on the phone. I'm the kind of girl. It's so funny because the more I talk to women that are on dating apps, they tell me there's like dating app etiquette. Okay, that what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to chat to do, you know, you chat back and forth and then you're supposed to either jump on a call or jump on a FaceTime call just so you could see that that is who the person is. Right. That sounds that sounds right. No, we'll see what I'd rather do is I'd rather chat. We could talk on the phone, but. I'm more like, I don't want to FaceTime. I want to meet you in person. Right. I would rather, but I would like to talk to people. Yeah. First on the phone. Okay. So this one, wait, let me tell you something. <laughs> you see what I just did? Talk yeah, on the phone. Yeah. You put the phone thing. Okay. So there's this thing, right? You ask person my age, like, Hey, give me a sign that shows that you're going to call me later. You go like that. Yeah. You put like, if it's a phone. Okay. But if you ask a younger kid, like Robert's age, like, give me a sign that you're going to call me later. What do they, they do? Go like this. What a C? No, what's <laughs> The phone. Look oh how they my, hold the yeah. phone, like this, right? So yeah. that's how you can tell like somebody's generation, like where they were raised, because we had handheld phones. Yeah, we so picked it we up like this. that. But a younger kid, test my theory. They say, um, "Oh, I'll call you later." Like, call me. They hold their phone mm-hmm. like they hold a cell phone. That's crazy. <laughs> so yeah, so I, this guy I didn't talk on the phone with. It was like a pretty nice chat, you know, through the app, and so. I get to my location, right? And I'm like, I don't see any parking to the place that he had picked. So I call him and I'm like, hey, are you nearby? And he was like, uh, uh, I am like five minutes away or th- with a super heavy accent. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, he told me that he was Dutch and African. He told me like that. I'm uh-huh. Dutch and African. And so I'm like, I didn't think of an accent. So then I'm like, where are you from? He's like, I told you I am Dutch. And I was like, Oh my God. I said, you have a, you have like a really heavy accent. He's like, Oh, do you not like, and I'm like, no, no, no. I just wasn't expecting it to be. You imagine? Like, actually, no, I don't. <laughs> actually, I'm going to use this as my show prep. Exactly. <laughs> if people only knew every encounter I have is like going to be talked about on the podcast, we will keep your name private, but it was just like a weird type of date because he was attractive. He was everything his picture showed him to be. He was tall. He was 6'3". He had presence. He dressed. He smelled good. It was like everything. But I couldn't read him too good. Like, he was very... He was like, I just want you to know, like, I am married to my career. Like, I am entrepreneur. I don't know if you understand entrepreneur life. Did he make that face you're making? Yeah, he was just, I don't know. Like, stank face the whole time? He would go from stank face to, like, being real open to me to, like, blocking himself off. Like, I couldn't read his energy. And I was like, uh, yeah, I don't know. It just, it was, it was weird. He was like super loud. Like everybody in the restaurant could probably you hear be him. Used to that, right? No, no, I'm, but isn't that obnoxious? I'm loud, but I also know, you know what I'm saying. If I'm trying to have a private conversation, I'm gonna just maybe tone it down a little bit. You know? Yeah. My first husband was so loud, and I felt the same way. Like everybody could always hear what we were talking about, and I would be like, "Shut up!" Yeah. Like, stop talk softer and that's saying a lot bitch yeah coming for me and this is the thing is like i you know what i really didn't like is that during our date he mentioned it like six times like oh i would you know let's go back to my place and have a drink and i'm like i don't want to 
Like I just met you. It makes you think I'm gonna go back to you. Oh, you know, that is the thing about American women. You know, like they in Europe, like you like, you continue with the drink at my house and here the women are too, uh, you know, picky. And I'm like, well, you're not Hello. in, you're not in, in Europe. You're Welcome in America. To America, sir. Like, pendejo is really, so it just, he didn't run me the right way. So that was that. Definitely friend zone both of them. Nah, they're not even there. Yeah, at all. So what did you, you la posted, lucha continua. <laughs> you put something on your um on your IG story the other day and it said if we talked for less than three months, we didn't even talk. We yeah. There's no evidence of you left here or something like that. None at all. Up. None at all. I think I let me see if I have it in my thing. Oh yeah. Um no, I don't think I, I saved it, but it was just kinda like, look, if we talk for less than three months, you never existed. Yeah. Yeah. Boom, no boom. evidence of you here. And a story. Bye. <laughs> so, yeah, that was my highlight. And it's a highlight because I'm proud of myself because I just feel like as a single woman and like Mari says, you know what I mean? Like if you don't, it's like I, I was telling my girl the other day that dating is like the stock market. It goes up and it goes down. And, life. Hit, and then eventually, though, you're going to hit a home run. Yeah. And so I stay hopeful for that day. So I just want to encourage the single women that are listening to this, like, don't become jaded. Don't be that woman that's like, all guys are dicks. All guys are assholes. All guys, because they're not. Mm-mm. You're going to come across that one one day that you're going to be like, oh, my God, like, this is everything that I desired and then some. You're like speed dating in real life. I am. And, and it boom, excites boom, me because boom, I'm excited boom. about it. And I was talking to Maddie the other day and she's like, girl, that's how you attract love. That's how you get what you want because you're in your every single day. You're becoming clear and clear and clear on what you want. And I'm like, yeah, I definitely want a man that's going to lean into the conversation when I'm talking to him. You know, mm-hmm. a weird energy that I can't read is just not for me. I think I think it would be hard to date a foreigner that wasn't born and raised in America because, yeah, we are very specific people like our mindset is very different than uh, the rest of the country. Yeah, I guess. I don't think it would be hard to date with different races as long as you're American born and raised. Yeah, well, this dude was like referencing back to, you know, women in America. And I'm like, bro, you're in America. So right. you should be used to it. He's like, this is the first date in eight months. You know, I've, I've, I've taken this coronavirus very serious. He, the, the way that you're talking about him and that face you're making, I feel like he's very aggressive. Like yeah, Draco he gave me that vibe. And then he would, like, he would like, I would be, have left. He, I would be like, sabes que, señor? Women in Los Angeles, we speak Spanish. Ya me voy. <laughs> like, Gracias. Hasta luego. He would go from being aggressive to like real calm. And then like he would like lean into me and then he would like like cross his arms. And I'm like, you know, body language experts say that when you cross your arms, you're tur- you're like closed off to the person in the situation. He's like, what do you mean? Body body language experts. <laughs> oh and I'm like, God. I'm like trying to create How conversation. Was it was like 45 minutes, bitch. I was over it. 45 minutes I was like, I got to wake up at five in the morning. We had a photo shoot the next day. Yeah. You and I. So yeah. I wasn't lying. But it was like, I was like, God damn, can this shit be over? So it was over. And thank he's God. friend-zoned. Yeah, thank God. And I blocked How long him. did we talk about this? And five then- minutes? I-, I wish it was over <laughs> five minutes ago. Okay, what's your rant or highlight? My highlight is, guess what? What? I said guess. Guess? Okay, what does it have to do with? Something. Sis, I don't want to guess. <laughs> what? That is way too I general. I got my couches. Oh, I did see that you posted on Instagram Girl, that you got your couches. Finally. It was actually, it wasn't so bad once we got over the hump of the horrible customer service that this company provided for me. Yeah. At the beginning, 
I made so much noise and I need to give it up to every single one of my Instagram followers that helped that you win in hard on these people. It caught corporate's attention immediately. Um, within the 24 hours that I posted it, they were already reaching out to me and then they had a specific person from corporate office reach out to me and take care of it for me. Hey, the power of social media. Absolutely. But that's what I told him because they compensated my time because I had missed two days of work. So I was like, look, my time ain't free. And yeah. I'm self-employed. So when I'm not at work, I'm not making money. I need you to compensate me my time. And they did? I got, oh, yeah. He was willing to do and work with me however he needed to to make me happy. Yeah. And they accidentally left the receipt. Um, not accidentally, but they left like the receipt when they delivered my couches. When they picked up my couches the first time to repair it. Because it was just a quick repair. Yeah. It was so easy that it could have been resolved had the people had better customer service. Yeah. Um, they left the the shipping slip or whatever, what have you there, like the order slip. And it said, um, hot call. Customer is highly upset. Do not like fuck uh, it up. Do not like make the situation worse and refer her to Justin at all for any and all things like in all capital letters with like asterisk, 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 like read this part. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I got my couches delivered. They compensated me, um, financially for my lost time at work. But I went in when I was talking to him, I said, you know, thank you so much. I appreciate the swiftness that you stepped in with and made this, uh, quick, like resolve the matter for me. Yeah, quickly. he corrected it quickly. I said, but I said, I feel that you did that because you guys were getting so much heat on social media. I said, and what if did he I say? was not, if I didn't have like that influence or the following on social media that I do, and I was just a regular person dealing with this matter, who knows how long it would, you know, have gone unsolved. I and said, what did and he say? Is, he was like, no, every, he was very agreeable, but I don't know how much that's going to, translate over but it, i don't think it's fair it's not fair that people because how popular you are means how fast we're going to work with you i don't think Isn't that's that crazy because everybody works hard for their money yeah and if you're gonna go like i told him this is like i'm a hairdresser i didn't work for seven months almost um it was we're in the middle of a pandemic people think twice about spending this amount of money and the fact that i chose your store and you guys were so fucking nonchalant about my issue once the the product was in my hand like that's not acceptable yeah not for me and not for you know fulanita de tal over there yeah and just because you're not popular doesn't mean there ain't people out there that got deep pockets right but they only jumped on it because everybody was hounding they them. were going i even hard. i even called Susie that day um when i saw that you posted i was like bitch you need me to back this shit up or what and she's like she's like yeah yeah do it but by the time i was gonna do it and put the company on blast um they had already resolved it yeah so i was like so they did great Chola sin barrio. like i told him i said <laughs> you know my experience with with this company is average because i saw that horrible at the beginning but you stepped in and made it better. Yeah. yeah. I said, but so still, I can't give you any more than average because it should have been good from the beginning to end. Because when I was in that fucking showroom, y'all were on me and making sure that whatever I needed, whatever I wanted, because you guys wanted that money. Yeah. You know, like yeah. keep the same energy beginning to end. Exactly. But long story short, I have my couches and they're super cute. I know. I saw the picture. Congratulations. Thanks. Have you broken them in yet? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Oh my God. So listen, today we have a really um, special show, a really important show, if you ask me, because um, it's it's uh, something that a lot of people don't talk about. It's a topic that a lot of people are, they tiptoe around it. And that topic is um, investing generational wealth. And lately I have been uh, blessed to 
to be guided by my friend's company who we invited today to um to just kind of help me and I've been talking about this on my social media about like the stocks and investing and like really thinking about your future and a lot of people have been hitting me up Susie like yo Roxy like I want more education on this right like I don't necessarily know if financial advisors are doing this type of stuff like they're setting you up with life insurances which is important too but I don't really think they're talking more deeper than just like life insurances you know what I mean financial literacy is something we don't really talk about culturally people get so uncomfortable when it comes to talking finances yeah like hush hush don't tell even if i'm broke as fuck i would rather die broke than to tell you that i'm broke yeah you know what i mean like it's just another part of the shame culture like people just don't talk about finances enough and there's definitely not enough education out there about it and it's so sad because it's like everybody every single day I mean, starting from a young age, we're we're dealing with money. Yeah. Like we're whether it's with debit, credit, cash, like from from teenagers, from little kids to adults to older people. Like it's a daily thing that we handle. What people, and no one's talking about this. Shit. What people think about money, I think like the extent that people think about money daily is wake up, go to work, make my hourly wage, buy some groceries, buy some gas, pay my light bill, like just the very basics top of the iceberg that's it yeah so basically like my day to day to day nobody stops to really or not enough people stop to think about okay what is this going to look like 10 years from now yeah what is this going to i know i didn't i i definitely did not i wish literally i wish i could take all of this information and knowledge that i have right now at 43 and go back to when i was 21 and just do life all over again like i would literally I, my life would look and feel so different. You today. would be retired already, bitch. Yeah, no, but nobody took the Teaches time. You this, you know. And as much as our parents wanted to, you know, tell us like, be smart, save your money, go to school. Nobody ever said, and this is how you. do I mean, it. my dad would always tell us like, comprar una casa. My dad would but nobody, always, but, but never like, and this is how you do it. Yeah, this is what the down could, payment's I mean, gonna be. Yeah, this is what your credit needs to look like. This is the steps. Nobody taught us that. I mean, are you talking about that with Robert? Yes. Oh, you are? Okay, now, good. if he implements it, that's a whole different story. Yeah. But I am also now, because he's only 19, starting to invest for him. Yeah. So that way, when I'm gone, he has something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I think when we think about saving money, we think of piggy banks. Honestly. Savings accounts we think that about, don't give you We shit. think about piggy banks. We think about savings account, which I've had my money in savings account, and I make like 28 cents a month. Or right. if that. If that. But sometimes I would see when I when I was with Chase back in the days when like I first started a savings account, because you really do believe your savings account is supposed yeah. to, is going to make you some money. I, I would, mean, it's a good way to help you be disciplined. For example, put this Bitch, money in. I was always withdrawing money from my savings account. But what I'm saying is, if you can learn to like put this money in this account and don't touch it, that's a good, that's good that you can be that disciplined. But now let's take it a step further. Yeah. Take this money, put it somewhere that I can't touch it and at let all. It fucking work for me. Yeah. And nobody talks about that or teaches that or educates that. And I'm especially excited about this episode because of the young kids, because I swear, like when I stopped to think of what, everything I could have, should have done, 20 years ago, I like fucking blows my mind. 
you know yeah and you there's still people out there you guys like doing uh like like pyramids Undinas. Uh, because they're trying to make that extra money. Yeah. You know, there's still people that have shitloads of cash in their house because, and you know what I mean? Like that's, they're like, no, pues si yo tengo dinero. And it's just like, well, how is that money at home making more money for you? Right. But we're also just like, don't trust people. We're, we're taught don't trust people. So why would I give my money to an investor to invest in the stock market for me? That's too scary. I have no control over that. We need to get out of that mindset and that stigma you know what i'm saying yeah absolutely. and like for example let me just give you a brief quick example and then i would like to read an email that we actually just got is it pertaining to this topic yes it's no. insane like how things align but okay so i'm doing a five dollar challenge right yeah okay super simple i read somewhere if you read if you save one five dollar bill a day for 365 days a year you will have saved one thousand eight hundred twenty-five dollars. Not a lot of money, but hey, but that's a very easy way to save it. Yeah, you know. So I said to Mel, "Hey, let's do this. Let's save uh, all of our all fives. of our fives. Like if you could save one a day and save eighteen twenty-five. If we save two a day, then we'll have saved thirty-six fifty. If we save all of our fives, who knows? Maybe we can save like five grand, right? Have you have like you counted easy money? No, we're gonna count it on New Year's Eve." So I've been sharing that, challenging people just to be disciplined to save your $5 bills. Yeah, I know. So I have so many people like, oh my gosh, I'm doing it. I'm excited. I can't wait to count. This is the first time that I've really buckled down to save money. Um, And then I've had the people that, oh, I really can't afford it. Yes, you can. You cannot afford it because you think you cannot afford it. Yeah. You know, or well, what would you do? What would you tell somebody that doesn't deal with cash? I would tell you to put the equivalent of five dollars a day away in savings account for one year, you know. Um, But my point is, people don't think about about saving. People don't think about using money smartly. You know what I mean? And then I've had people like, oh, my gosh, I couldn't help it. I got tempted and I went and I say I wouldn't save the uh, spent all my money and we went on, on a vacation. And I'm thinking that money was not for you to be was not to be touched. Like, yeah. there's no discipline there, you know? Yeah. So what we're going to do with our money is we're going to actually invest it. Yeah. So we're, and we're going to do five dollars and we're going to do this every year. Next year might be like we'll do our ten dollar bills. Um, oh, big ballin', big right. ballin'. But next it's just year. because it's such an easy way to save money, and then you just take that money and you just reinvest it. Next like, year, you should your, do like Mel's jar, then we yours are. jar, just to we really are because see. I know I'm smoking him, <laughs> and he doesn't believe me. And so next year we're gonna separate them, and then I'll prove to him, yeah, that like, I'm see, the winner. I, I mean, told it's ya. both of our money, obviously, but yeah, I'm so just just to think that people, because I put it in their ear, like, hey, save your fives is the first time in their life that they've ever thought like, I'm going to save some money this year. Yeah. And uh, that blows my mind because la Susie said it. Mm-hmm. La Susie. Mm-hmm. So hold on. So you want to get into the, the email right yeah. now? Just because it, and then we'll, we'll get to talking with you, but um, it may touch on some of the things that we're going to talk about today. So this is from Gabriela Peralta and she says, hello sisters. First off, I love the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for your genuine devotion to wanting to help others. Season four has been amazing. 
thus far. I wanted to suggest if you girls could please have a financial episode. In one of your prior episodes, the one with Julissa, you girls touched briefly on it, but I think it'd be great to elaborate further on it. Through listening to the podcast, I have newfound dreams and goals. I would like to open a beauty bar in the near future where I'd hire independent artists to provide a wide range of services. But I have no idea how on how I could start this new business idea or what it implies hiring independent artists, company provided benefits, booth rental costs, liabilities, etc. So I thought this is so dope that we literally just got this as an email and that today we're going to sit down. And even if we don't answer all of her questions specifically about the steps to take to open a beauty bar, we can answer questions on how she can take her money, invest it wisely and use it to grow her business. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my God, thank you to that girl that wrote to us. So I want to introduce to you guys um, somebody that's been my friend for like 12 plus years. One of the smartest girls I know. You guys are old. We we go deep, man. (laughs) And, um, you know, it's funny because Sky, her name is Sky Gavin. And, you know, Sky has seen me in different phases of my career, like from from highs to lows of my life, relationships. And she's like one of the she's one of those friends that we always continue to dream together. And we and we're, we're both manifestors. And so we always know that what we say and what we've been saying from the beginning is going to eventually manifest. But we both are going to make sure that it happens on our terms because we're both bosses like that. You know, and we're like, screw working for, you know, big corporations like we're going to make this shit happen for ourselves. Um, and so I'm so excited to have you on the show today, Sky, who is also the co-founder of her her new company, Gaventura Capital, which is an experimental ad- Gaventura Capital's experimental attitude and willful protest against tradition traditionality is not a protest for its own sake. It is a purposeful expression of our constant search for generational evolution, overall economic prosperity, and wealth sustainability. And not enough people are talking about wealth. Not enough people are talking about being a money harvester. I love that. Like, who doesn't want a money harvester on their side Mm -hmm. that's going to help? Like, you know, hello, look up the word harvest. Right. You know what I mean? Um, So Sky Gavin and Nancy Ventura are married and together they co-power Gaventura Capital. They believe that generational wealth is the root of all opportunity and innovation. Can we say that again? Did you hear that, Susie? I heard it. They say believe it that generational wealth is the root of all opportunity and innovation. Their life is led by organic gardening. The basic principle is to feed the soil so the soil will feed the plant for a wealthy ecosystem. They reside in Boyle Heights, California, and are coffee and champagne connoisseurs. Same. Same. Clink, clink. Welcome to Sister Sister the Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm Get at the impulse, I'm a guys. big fan, as you know, of both of you guys. We love you, Sky. I'm a huge fan. So one of the, one of the realest. I'll give you my autograph later, Scott. Yeah, I have it. I have it, girl. <laughs> oh, I have it framed. <laughs> I have it. No, I'm a big fan, and I think that what you guys are doing is incredible because you're doing it independently on your own terms and you're owning your own IP. Yep. Intellectual property, um, which you can pass down as a residual income to yep. your seeds. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, that's and why I need to get cracking on these seeds. <laughs> Serious. Your garden, your garden's I'm gotta like, grow. I'm over here growing generational wealth to, you know, I'm leaving all my shit to Susie <laughs> and my mom. No, Joe's kids too. Jo- You're going to have babies. I know. I'm like, shit. Yeah, we're getting there. You better get watered real soon. <laughs> Speaking of harvesting. No, so, so Sky, we want, I wanted to bring you on here because you have a beautiful story on how you and your wife started this company. Um, and literally, Gaventura Capital came from, from a place of pain where you were kind of like forced to step into the space of like, yo, I need to set myself up because of this, this pain that you went through. You want to, you want to share about that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. How most beautiful things come from pain. Seriously. People would just grasp that. No, I want you to grasp much more from today's conversation, but just as a life rule, if you just understand the fact that so many beautiful things come from the most painful experiences in our lives, yes. when you open yourself to the lesson, it things like what we're about to talk about fucking happen. Yeah. So so let's talk about how Gaventura Capital was born. Well, you know, I asked the universe to guide me um, into a new direction. Yeah. And then the universe took my mother. Oh, mm. my goodness. Mm-hmm. And that you're like, okay, universe, that, that, that was a little drastic there. <laughs> a little drastic. Um, it's a very traumatic experience to permanently cut off the umbilical cord with yeah. your creator. Mm-hmm. You know, because my mom and I, we had an agreement from day one. My mom was a single mom. Um, she raised me to my fullest potential and more. And, and she ingrained in me self-esteem and self-love which is a continuous thing to work on daily Mm -hmm. yep and you know to have that taken away it was so it was so brutally hurtful yeah but it led to the creation of gaventura capital and i was forced to um really develop a sense of financial literacy on my own i'm i'm a business owner i've always been um, anything that I've worked on, it's always been independently through my company, Conrob, mm-hmm. which is which is our data science company for our research and development, R&D. And that company um, is separate from Gaventura. Yeah. So this is a new turn. But what I realize is, you know, it's very all of a sudden. So let's paint the picture. In October 2018, my mom turned... 75 was her golden 75 yeah i remember yeah and so i thought that you know what could i get my mom a car no a house she has her own asset so what could i really do for her i said you know what i'm gonna take her on a first class trip to europe for a month nice it was beautiful yeah i'm gonna take i mean her i wasn't there yeah. but i saw it in photos I, and it's all paella you know i literally took her to make paella which is like oh was that like a dream of hers it was a dream of hers oh and we my. had a private chef that taught us how to do it and you know the creation of paella is literally like the person who created it created it for his wife paella really oh, oh really? my god you got the, the history yeah. of that in spain yeah so that, listen that's the i think now you're what? obligated to invite me to your house and make me paella. Paella. Hey, paella. Okay. It's a date. Yeah. For, it's a date. Okay, so the man date. that created paella in Spain did it for his wife, for his wife. and it just became a traditional paella. dish. Paella. Yep. I love that. I never knew that. Yeah. That's so romantic. So so we had a very romantic time, and I took her to Paris, Barcelona, and Amsterdam. Wow. Was she canals. wilding out over there? Yeah, she went to <laughs> Champagne, France, and just 
you know, mm. got tore up. <laughs> I would have been like, just leave me here, Sky. Yeah, Gracias, pretty much. Pretty much. And my mother, you know, she she still is and will forever be the most charming person I've ever met. Very endearing, very beautiful, all of that. And we were married till death do us part. You know, that was my commitment to my mother at as a single parent and a single child. Um, that was a commitment. So this is October 2018. We go for a month. And then 80 days later, January 2019, my mom transfers to a new world and wow. goes away, you know, physically. Mm-hmm. So she's physically disembodied. And now I'm left alone because I'm an only child in the sense um, of being raised alone and fatherless. So it was a lot to take in. Yeah. And there is, you know, I had to take care of the finances that are left. My mom had formed a trust. She had done that. How many years ago? In 2017. And what exactly is a trust for people that don't understand what a trust is? So a trust is a vehicle where everything lives in. Oh, okay. So asset wise, right? So what's an asset? An asset is something that puts money in your pocket. Yeah. What's a liability? Something so, that takes so money out of your pocket. A, a vehicle, for example, the latest 2021 Range Rover is, is a liability. It's a liability. It is a liability. It can be seen as a depreciating asset, but it's not an asset. It's at an its asset fullest. if you can own it outright. Let's say that you buy a vehicle and you use it for uh, a moving company. That vehicle can be considered an asset because it's putting yeah. money into your pocket. Correct. Okay? But let's say you just get a car to just cruise in to it. To be flossy. Liability. Liability, yes. honeys. Yep. Okay. Liability. Thank you for breaking that down. That's why there's some people that rather roll in like older cars that are paid off because it's like that they don't got a car note. Yeah. Right. And they're reinvesting that in other things. Right. Yeah. So so a trust is basically like you look at it like a basket. Okay. All of the, your assets that you own, they get put into the asset. Into the, it, into, into the, the trust. The trust Does it I mean, protect yeah. the assets? Or it yes, just it protects it. Gathers from them. What's called, so. Yeah, it protects all your assets from what's called uh, probate. And probate oh. means that the government can intervene and take over your property. Oh. And At any time for any reason? Well, upon death. Oh, okay, okay. Because it's a transfer. It's a tool for the transfer of wealth. Okay. 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 That's what a trust is. Okay. It's a trust tool is. for the transfer of wealth. Right. And then you have a will and that's a little bit different. Otherwise, directions. that's why you hear all these stories. Like when people pass away and it's like, so-and-so wants a property and then they want your ranch right. and it's like nothing set but in so stone. Many people, we're going to use so many terms today that people don't necessarily use in their day to day. I want to be able to break it down so they can follow the conversation yeah. and understand what a trust is. Cause I'm sure they've heard the term a million times. And maybe don't right, necessarily right. know what it is. So the way that you broke it down to say it's a basket where you put all of your assets in it. To me, for example, because I'm visual learning, yeah. it gives me an exact idea. I'm thinking of this little canastita at the grocery store where I'm putting all my assets in it. You get it? Yeah, yeah, 100%. So so your mom, um, she formed a trust in 2017. Did you know that she had or did she kind of do it on her own or what? Yes, we, we created together. Oh, okay. I... I um. I, I, I had a great year in 2017, 2018, so I knew I wanted to protect wealth down the line. Yeah. And I knew I stood in line to inherit that. Mm-hmm. So I, I did my due diligence and I protected that asset with my mother mm. and she protected it for the love of me mm-hmm. and the continuation of her legacy as well as what I was creating because she, always, she was my number one investor with love and energy put into me. 
that was the main investment that she made into me yeah like, like i told you guys like the self-esteem right that was the biggest no money could amount to giving your child self-esteem mm-hmm. yeah you know because you're i was my own hero right <laughs> you right. know and i and i feel like a lot of people like they they hold themselves back because of a lack of self-esteem yeah big time and a lot of people make the make terrible investments for validation yeah say that again sky and then they and then they pass that lack of self-esteem that they have as a person as an adult to their kids and then their kids have a lack of self-esteem because the parents don't know better and that's called generational poverty yeah yeah the greatest gift your mom could have given you is the belief in self right because from that everything you touch you know is possible right and because so, you don't doubt yourself right and i and i knew traditionally i wanted to set myself up so that when when um you know i'm designing my family which they're going to be a full throttle designed yeah. family um each of them is going to be born with the blueprint and each of them is going to be born as trust fund babies yeah and i you know that's all realistic now but that's at the time i aspired to do that now i'm going to do it yeah uh-huh. um so it put me in a different place mentally and so yeah we formed the trust and i learned that that was how financial wealth was transferred mm-hmm. there's a tax benefit to it right it's a thing called inheritance tax um it differs from from president to president of their um limits like their policy the the president current president policy affects inheritance tax Loss correct okay. tax loss mm-hmm. and so if you have a trust you can avoid the inheritance law mm-hmm. and bypass that oh so you can keep your, your money without paying taxes on it that's even why it's so you, important even if you liquidate it well it's important yeah even if you liquidate it it's important to have a trust okay for for tax reasons making that note making that which note. is probate you know yeah so, so very important that we take that serious and how much does a trust cost to form a trust it really depends on the amount of assets that you have yeah you have 20 million dollars of assets the price is going to be pretty high yeah a typical trust let's say you have one house and that's pretty much it and you want to protect that one house but that's a lot that's generations of wealth that could really monetize that if you put that into a rental mm-hmm. and continue that anywhere from like three thousand to ten thousand okay to and set it up properly to set it up properly yeah and i would advise to do it with the legal with uh, an estate planner yeah uh, that's a lawyer and they represent you would you say that would you discourage anybody like would you ever tell anybody like no you're not rich enough to establish a trust if you have assets absolutely not right so anybody 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 that has an asset should always protect if you care about your family yeah you're going to have a trust yeah i mean i i saw on your gavin tura page you posted on instagram the other day um chad boswick is that what that was boswick. boswick chad boswick he he passed away and it was it was pretty much like did he have a trust or, no. a, or a will no no i actually got that somebody sent me that and i posted that we posted that um no will or trust was and set up and and you're talking about somebody who took such a powerful incredible movement like the black panther movement yeah, yeah. which which stood for sustainability and economic growth within the black community. Mm-hmm. Now, when you look at the algorithm, right, which is how the database of the internet works, um, is, it, it works right through the order. The Black Panther Party is now page two, and Black Panther Disney movie is page one. Mm. So he replaced history. Mm-hmm. While doing so, he forgot about his own history of wealth. Mm. Damn. So therefore, Damn. now the family 
will have to go through probate and a lot of legalities to get back what he had made oh in his own gosh. career for Isn't his own that family. crazy? Because you get so caught up. I feel like that happens sometimes when you get so caught up in life. No, plus they don't teach us they don't now, teach us now his bad for the people that were help uh, like building his career that didn't say hey by the way you yeah, know i was gonna but, say but for most what kind of us, team did he have around him right mm-hmm. right and and you know let me let me make it clear to define what probate means probate means that the government gets involved um to determine who the owners are and so that requires legal fees um a lot of billable hours of course yep and so to give you guys a breakdown of actual data, 70% of people who inherit on a second generational wealth term lose their wealth. Really? Because it's improperly protected and they go through probate. And let's say probate costs $150,000 to pro- because this asset wasn't protected, but you wanna go claim it. And yeah. they're like, well, it's gonna be 150 in legal fees. Do you have that 150 to, to, to cover that? Bill? Most likely they don't. So it gets lost. Wow. Oh my gosh, que pena. It gets lost. That really when is When you hit the third generation of wealth transfer, 90% lose it. So we never make it past the third generation. You look at the Hilton family, right? Paris has gone out on her own with capital that she used originally from the hotel empire and built her own stream of income. Yeah, look at multiple, the Kardashians too. Multiple, multiple. And when I say the Hiltons, you're talking about five, six yes. generations yes. of wealth. Right. Yeah. Which they're being taught the right way. Right. Which is like their vehicles to transfer wealth. Or wealth is in place. If you're, you're talking about 90% lose it by the third generation and they're on generation six. But you, you, know you have to know they're being taught, Sky. Like, but you know what, you know what teaching makes them. me the most sad? is that our own people, like the black and the brown community, would rather sit there with our nose in somebody else's business, gossiping about the latest scandal with the superstars of the world, versus- Or the wannabe superstars. Yeah, versus (laughs) internalizing the same fucking energy into your own family and to your own bloodline to win. You know what I mean? I I think you guys have to remember something too. Um, You know, there's a total globally of 2,100 billionaires. That's it. That's it. And globally, there's 7.8 billion people. people. Okay, so take that number. Four digits. 2,100 billionaires. 7.8 billion people. That's not a wealth gap. Like wealth gap is 20 to 25. There's a five that, gap. What, what would yeah. you even call that gap? Two different worlds. It's two different worlds. Two different worlds, right? So at what point do we understand something that very few families understand, which is that wealth consists of three forms of capital, human, intellectual, and financial. We understand that today okay. on Sister, Sister, the podcast. Yeah, this or is why you're on here, Skye. We're to start this conversation. To really break that down. And, and every family that I've observed that has been successful at preserving their wealth, it's a reflection of five virtues, okay? It's truth, beauty, goodness, community, and compassion. Wait, we go say with that again. Trust, beauty, goodness, community, and compassion. So we have a lack of trust. Absolutely. In our community, yeah. So therefore, generational wealth will never happen. Well, like some, some, some families don't even trust each other. Like yeah. With, it's, it's, let alone other people, right? right? Let alone a financial planner or somebody that's going to help me invest. Like if I can't even trust my sister, how the fuck? Right. So if you don't have those five components, and I'll say it one more time. 
trust we'll also put this up on yeah trust beauty goodness community and compassion transcending all of these is a straight reflection of love on lock bitch i got beauty down (laughs) (laughs) okay i'm just gonna go you know it's it's transcending love yeah so families who preserve their wealth successfully they reflect those virtues in their relationships both with family members and persons outside of their families and i'm really really convinced that the transfer of wealth at the core of it has to do with spirituality Mm. Um, a family cannot succeed in preserving itself if the value system fails yeah and that's in many things Wait, man. so you that's, think that oh go ahead that's in that's in many things like as far as like the value system when it comes to we were talking about that when my dad was on the show we were talking about how my dad always made us get along with each other as far as like siblings relationship because uh, and my dad was like yeah but you know some people rather pretend and fake the funk and and go out there and help fulanita and it's like forget that there needs to be harmony in the home and um yeah, it, it's where was my point of telling? I was going somewhere. I'm with this. looking at you thinking, what the fuck? You're no, look, 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 look. And when you pick your partner, right? If you don't have a matching value system, that's going to end up about with, that. That's going to end up in a $25,000 divorce I'm or more. This. And, but look. it's like, why, why, why? Then that happens so because frequently. nobody teaches us. And I'm, I'm a victim of that. I'm not a victim, right? But I fell prey to that because ignorantly, and I say that with 100% certainty that that's what it was ignorantly i walked in at 18 years old into a situation i had no business walking into because i myself wasn't ready i myself had nothing to bring to the table so what did i attract the same person yeah instead of and now i sit back and i see what you're building with your wife and i see what you're potentially going to build with your future husband and your kids and why i ask certain questions right? right and the knowledge and the advantage that you guys have like it's clear as day to me, like the advantage that your children are going to have versus mine because of the fucked up, stupid, uninformed decisions that I made at too young of an age. Yeah. Like, it, I want to stop that. It is not because I want people. I don't want people to be happy. I don't want people to find love. But come on, sisters and brothers and everybody else out there. 18 years old is not the age to make those decisions. It's I mean, not. unless you have the knowledge, unless you have the knowledge and your parents are spitting, you know, like but how- most of us don't. Most of us were raised like me. Well, you know, it, it's it's podcasts like this that that are changing and disrupting the game. I'm sorry. It really, really is. And, and I'm not I, sorry. Actually, I repeated, like you said, like generational poverty. I repeated what my mom did, you know, and if we're lucky, Robert won't repeat it as well. You know what I mean? But I ain't repeating it. Yeah, I mean, I'm the baby. I learned from all you motherfuckers. It's so it makes me so sad that I didn't as passionate I am about life now. And as clearly as I see things today, it makes me sad that this girl wasn't present like 20 years ago. Yeah, no. But you know what? It's like now don't don't be sad, sis, because you're still young and I'm not I'm not hopeless. No, it you're definitely not. Hopeless. I know. I know. Yeah. But you know how many how many families or moms listening to this or even dads are actually having the conversation at the table of like entrepreneurship, generational wealth, investing. Like that's what no, thing no, no always, one's even having those conversations at the table. We have a conversation with Sky. That's one thing you can count on. Do you own it? Yeah, you need to own it. Exactly. And that's like, what don't that's, ever work for anybody again. Do you own it? What do we got to do? Do you have right, six thousand right. dollars? Because that's what it takes for you to own it. I'll meet yes. a guy. And I'm like, wait a second, this guy, you're making my head spin. She's like, come on, bitch. 
I'm leaving you behind. I'll meet a guy and Roxy, and then uh, Sky will be like, so what's his net worth? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, bitch, I just met him. I don't want to scare the guy away. You need to find out his net worth. Okay, first three dates. If you don't know his net worth, I'm just like. Oh, yeah. And, and it's like, it's like you know, and I don't, I don't mean it like that in like a, like a way where where people perceive it as greedy yeah right because i, You're think, looking I out. think we have a misconception about capitalists period mm-hmm. we're taught that money is evil we are we're and not, el dinero es el diablo right we're not ta- taught that generational wealth is the root of all opportunity and innovation what are we taught we're taught we're taught money to be is the root of all evil and money is the root of all evil that it's corrupt that it's this that or the other can yeah. you right. say that again we're ta- wait we're not taught that generational wealth is what we're, we are not taught that generational wealth is the root of all opportunity and innovation which is Gosh. what gavin Tura capital stands for right yes and so i'm happy to say that i am the second generation of generational wealth and my unborn child will be the third generation and that 90% chance of losing the wealth will not happen. So Girl, we're going to make go it, ahead. Talk we're going to make it, we're going to make it long-term. Right. And I want to, I want to tell you what long-term is because people think long-term is like 10 years, five years. Yeah. Okay. Long-term is a period or more of a hundred years. Oh, mm-hmm. damn. So like your kids and their kids and their kids. And to give you perspective, four generations is around a hundred years. Okay. So the child will be third generation. So I just have to make it so that I can feed the, the streams of the multiple streams of income, right? Mm-hmm. Residuals, rentals, um, different IPs, all those streams of incomes, investments, those vehicles will be transferred to the child and their children will be the fourth generation. And that concludes our first hundred years of Gaventura. Mm. Damn. And so that's, that's what amazing. I'm aiming for, you know. But I think you're like, like with with your son, right? He will be have you you passing down your assets will make him the first. second generation. First, second. Why? You're the first. Oh, there's Duh. still hope, sis. No, I'm not hopeless. Well, you're gonna be but passing I just, down. It gives me like I don't know. It gives me it makes right. me feel some kind of way when I think all the years. Well, look, that look I, wasted. I I learned something super important yesterday. I learned that problems only exist in the past and in the future mm. problems never exist in the now yeah so true. i feel like there were, there were a lot of people there's a lot of people listening to this that would disagree because they probably have major problems right now in the future in the f- give me an example i mean i try not to have problems i'm pretty right. much drama free but, i mean I don't right have now you have right. zero problems right now like somebody can say like no that's not true i just found out my husband's cheating on me right now so what would you say to that that's a problem. That was in the past. He cheated in the past. Mm-hmm. That's past problems, not now. You found out now, but that happened in the past. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess it, it's kind of like true. thinking about like right now, and right? It, I'm alive. I'm healthy. I have everything I need. I have a roof over my head. It's really, if right. you're really in the now, now, now. If, if you're thinking about cultivating your wealth and transferring it to your next generation, you're on time. Yeah. Right. You're not late. Oh, yeah. Give me five. Give me five. Yeah, I'm gonna I love that. that on myself. <laughs> and and it also is perspective. You know, like when the way that Sky is talking right now is a very emotionally intelligent way of seeing life. Yeah. You know, and so if you're not on that level yet right now, what she's saying is gonna sound Greek. But I get it. I get what you're saying, right? I I 100% get what you're saying that your problems are past 
or future, but not right now, this minute. It's it's Correct. the way that you choose to look at. Yeah, it's all temporary. Go so you got you got to be present now. Like you're making the the decisions, the choices now right. for your future. Porque and then you're going to be paso. like, yeah, Robert will have way more opportunities. Because he'll, he'll be able to purchase those opportunities using the capital that you transferred. Yeah. And yeah. the assets that you transferred. Are we going to get into like, because I know so many people are going to have questions. Let's just say for something as simple as buying a home. Like, right. I don't know how. Nobody taught me. What do I need? Like, do we have time this, this episode to get into those things? Or are we going to generalize it and then send them over? I mean, you know what? Like, when it comes to buying a home, like, even I didn't know how to buy a home. All I knew is that I needed to have a fat down payment. Um, I need my FICO score and credit score needed to be on point. And the rest is fucking history. Like literally. But like, what if we have those when, people that want to invest in property and they just have no idea where to start? I think like I think do once it. you buy your first home, you start really educating yourself on that. Like once you buy your first home, you could qualify for an FHA loan. You only have to put 3% down. That's I don't know. I feel like we're talking. I mean, we could that's that's more for like I feel like you're talking about um, rental properties, right? Like if you're going to if you're going to start investing in rental properties, it's yeah. because you've already gone down the road of buying your first home or two. Yeah. Like, you I, know I, what would, I, mean? I would highly advise not to buy a single family home. Ever? Remote. Even for yourself? To I live mean, in? I mean, sure. When when you rack up like five million and above in your net worth sure splurge on a single family home so what would you advise buy to buy duplexes i would advise like you know try you can buy out of state you can Mm -hmm. buy in state wherever you're at um and buy a duplex you live in one and you rent the other one and the other people your tenants will pay your mortgage yeah that would be ideal and you will live rent free that's my next goal that's a house hack yeah you know people do that and you could even develop it like at Gaventure Capital, we help come up with more tax strategy solutions that are tax smart. Like, for Thank instance, the Lord for you guys. Shit. <laughs> for instance, like a tax strategy that's tax smart would be, you know, opening up an IRA or a SEEP, an SEP account, if you're an entrepreneur. What's an SEP account? Self-employed pension. Uh-huh. And so that that would kind of like it's kind of like takes the place it's, it's of a, a 401k. Exactly, because when you're when you're a business owner, you don't qualify for a 401. Right. So you have to save up your own. So do you invest but. in that monthly? You can weekly, invest in it yearly. Like, how does that work? They they each have a minimum cap. These are all you know tax strategies that you you would uh, have to consult with your accountant who breaks down your actual numerical numbers. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. So so I'm just gonna give you the example of a Roth IRA. A Roth IRA, it's a vehicle for investments. And you can basically stuff up to $6,000 if you're under 50, 7000 if you're over 50. And you get the tax write-off for it. You can use up to $10,000 of that Roth IRA to put a down payment on a house without penalties from removing it. If you're, if you're let's say like, typically you can't remove it until you're 59 and a half mm-hmm. when you invest in that kind of vehicle of Roth IRA. But in this case, this is the only way that it is you you have you have no liability on you and you will be penalty free to remove up to ten thousand dollars for your first down payment for your mm-hmm. first home. OK, so that's a way to strategize your taxes as mm-hmm. well, because the, the reality is, is that like, you know, people complain about taxes and so forth. But the same tax laws apply to every U.S. citizen. OK, it don't feel that way, girl. Because when I'm sending that check to the IRS, honey, because you don't know tax codes. Clearly, 
Right. I don't know shit. But the clearly. tax codes are available, um, you know, through Google, through your accountant. It's available to for. everybody. The same rules apply to every citizen. It's just a matter of you knowing how to use those rules. Chingo. I have, you know, Jeff Bezos doesn't November, pay taxes. December, January, and how much is Jeff Bezos six worth? Six months to learn. I think billions. Last, yeah, last year like he made like two hundred billion, like one seventy-six billion. No, and he for, cracked the two hundred mark this year. And so, he's for all be the, the first people trillionaire. that don't understand why Jeff Bezos doesn't pay taxes, guy, break it down. He sells time. What does that mean? It means that people misidentify his concept for an e-commerce site that sells products and Amazon great things mm -hmm. but in reality I don't have to drive to the market I don't have to park mm -hmm. I don't have to deal with another human making an error or anything like that so that saves me time I could be with my family take care of my health more um, love my friends and everybody around me and give more of myself to my community in mm -hmm. place of not having to drive to the market, find a parking spot, That's scan true. it, and come back home. That's so he sold true. me time. He's a fucking genius. 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 But why does he why does he not pay taxes to the people besides selling time? It's because doesn't he it's because he reinvests all his money. He reinvests right? every single dime back into Amazon. Yeah. Plus he has a gazillion employees. Like you get breaks for and, all that, and, right? And tax smart strategies. You know, mm -hmm. and he employs close to two million people. Yeah. And I'm sure he has like the illest financial team on his side that's yeah, advising him on like, look, right. this, you're going to do this, 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 and this. When, so that we all business owners, like you only need two things. Well, three things. You need a very, very big brain. <laughs> you need a very good lawyer and you need a very good accountant. Yep. And then you're, you know, you're set to conquer whatever net worth you want. Yeah. So that that's, that's tax amazing. strategy. So you guys also do estate planning, life insurance. That that's yeah, all we, part we, of. We, we advise on those things, as um. Yeah, for yeah, we we advise on all those things. Like those are all things that we personally use in our life. Yeah. Yes. And so we we have um estate planners that that you know personally I've done three trusts with, and um yeah you know we, sh we share our resources I think a lot of times people kind of like they kind of stay away from like wills and trust planning because they think automatic death right like if I think of a will it's like oh well shit like well, it's, I'll, it's I'll tell you a like funny I'll tell, let me tell you a funny story so I go to my estate planner attorney right my estate attorney and he goes I said wow I'm so young I'm 33 years old you know, I'm I'm making my trust. Like, am I like your youngest client? And my my state attorney, he's like you know seventy something, but he's incredible. He knows all the codes and everything that helps me. Yeah. And um, I tell him, you know, I'm so young. Am I early? Like, I'm so proud of myself. Yeah. He's like, Sky, you're 33 years late. <gasps> and then I was like, What do you mean? Like, what do you mean, Kramer? What do you mean I'm 33 <laughs> years later? That's his name, Kramer. And he goes, you know, trust funds are set up on day one of your birth. Damn. When you're a trust oh, fund baby. Right. That's why you say your kids are going to be trust fund babies because right. you have the knowledge. And then, you know, I already, you know, I take direction when it comes to people I pay mm -hmm. because that's why I pay them. So he tells me, you know, when the first baby takes its first breath, I'm the first call. Wow. Don't call anybody else. You call me directly and I'll make the changes on your trust. Well, I don't know if you guys read, you know, when Kobe, if you, it was, it was recently, maybe like about a month ago, I read on, I don't know if it was the LA times or CNN or so, some, well, some 
outlet. But they were saying that Vanessa had to go. Um, she had to go back to, I guess, maybe the, the estate lawyer because they hadn't added the two little girls oh, to, two to Kobe's babies. will because nobody thought Kobe was going to pass away. Right. And, and, and obviously th- that wasn't the first call that they made to the estate lawyer. You know what I mean? Because he had just retired. Life was good. They were probably getting back into the routine of a normal life. So the last thing they thought is like, because I, I just feel like people get so caught up in life and living our best lives and doing shit for the gram that it's like, we're really forgetting the foundational things of like, damn, what am I leaving my seed? Even if my seed isn't here yet, like what am I creating for them? You know what I mean? Yeah. And a lot of people, they have the mentality. Some people I've I've spoken to, they're like, well, you know, they're going to have to stick it out and and do their own thing and create their own money. Like I'm going to spend mine when I get older and, you know, so what for my kids are just going to have to struggle with it. But it's like, generational poverty continues yeah you know and And we see it everywhere and we're we're disenfranchised but we also have to ask ourselves why like why are we not reading the fine print why are we not negotiating ownership um you know why do you think that is being a latina i i think it's i i think it's beyond being latina i think it's definitely like the 7.8 billion people and 2100 billionaires that know more than we do Mm -hmm. and i think it all stems from you know self-esteem issues that they don't see the value in preserving their legacy do you think when you said self-esteem issues i immediately thought like i see people put more value in fronting for the gram yeah, you know, super fly issue. car with the super dope purse or right. Birkins, 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 right? Like, issue. right? Okay, I okay, love look. what you posted the other day about Cardi. I know, you know, I Cardi saw that too. I and, like and it. Offset, they're uh, they're at the Beverly okay. Rodale Drive, and and, yeah. and he spent. And first of all, they do too much because they they went from okay. divorce to marriage. Let me break and, that down. Let me break those finances down. But I love what down. you posted. But okay, it's so, so crazy. So we, we have we have. Um, they spent Cardi B. She showed the receipt and everything. It was like two hundred and eleven thousand dollars. Right. I think I think it was one thirty. Oh, one thirty. Okay, one hundred thirty. Okay. All right. I thought so, it was so, a lot. So, it was like so seven let, let's, bags. let's take those people, right? Cardi B and Offset, two very successful people, um, in two different genres of music. Um, you know, pretty much one rap, one pop, and. They spent one hundred thirty thousand dollars on Birkin bags, which can some can consider an appreciating asset. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, some people consider watches and diamonds an, an appreciating asset. Sky, some watches will be, and some won't. Let's go ahead and say the majority are depreciating liabilities. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Because are they just going to take it and never wear it and keep it in mint condition? Yeah. You know, probably not. Because right. I know not. people that have Rolexes that even have insurance on their Rolexes. Right. That right. so obviously it's an asset because they they're even have it insured. Kim Kardashian recently showed two Louis Vuitton bags from the nineties when they're you know the metallic-y looking ones uh-huh. that her in Paris she bought two one for her one from Paris when they were BFFs and they um she kept them like you said in mint condition never used them again and she recently had a photo shoot with paris for something that she's launched oh for the new skims uh-huh. like new, um, and she brought them out like nostalgia purposes to photo to photograph them again but then they were going to be put away again so i okay, mean obviously so, so, everybody so doesn't so have w- the money which we'll treat some of those like a picasso right right you stuff the money into the art piece the art piece will appreciate with value yeah then you turn around and flip it over and over again same recipe so let's say the Birkin bag, let's say it is an asset, right? 
okay great but i can't afford a working bag like that right let's just say i'm i'm person um average joe average juanita whoever mm-hmm. i mean a birkin bag is like 30 racks okay let, let's say i can't afford 30 racks let's just say i'm an average person i cannot afford 30 racks what can you advise me right yeah let's break down the 130 why not say for 130 racks you could get five birkin bags or for 130k you can invest it into the stock market under stock ticker and i'm gonna give you a free ticker here lvmh the louis vuitton sticker ticker right Mm -hmm. that will buy you 260 shares which will appreciate right guaranteed because luxurious goods right people love it okay i need some stocks in louis vuitton bitch do i need to <laughs> put know, my and, money and, in or what moet they own they own fenty yep they own every single line that you can think of like the conglomerate is so enormous salma hayek's husband owns it she's a billionaire he's a billionaire it's huge yeah so why not give the option is like you could buy five birkin bags for 130k or you can buy 260 stock stock options or stock you know stocks um in lvmh do you think it's because because they're too much about fronting on the ground that's just the world we live in you know and do you really think cardi and offset but, but why have you, have this education on starks and all that they don't i mean i don't you don't i i, think I don't cardi, know to I me just, comes across as a pretty cardi smart b has girl. A trust yeah she, she does how do you know because i know i know her lawyer okay so the bitch is smart they have a trust so but why don't we know about that yeah like why why, why are we information hoarders especially when you have a platform yeah that's a good question uh, that's what i i like to see i would like to see both but also look at Sama hayek she's not out here sharing her knowledge well still i'm yeah that's what i'm asking too yeah yeah I mean, like if, so, so, that, so that's yeah that is a big point so right the, there like so if the you do the, have the, the right. knowledge like why right. aren't you out there uplifting but the we'll, people that we'll need to know them, like right? we are we'll buy their products put, put them on our platform we're the free. ones that make them rich Right. Man, no one's doing what Sister Sister the podcast is doing. You see that? We put them up, right? If it wasn't for the little people out there supporting their art, their products, their music. We, we as a whole, make their lifestyle possible. So it would be only fair for them to turn around and say, like, hey, listen, what I'm doing is, yeah, sometimes once in a while I do treat myself to this shit because I work my ass off and because I can afford it. But let me tell you, let me put you up on game. Like you said, here's a tip on this stock or, you know, instead of if you have this amount of money so that you can get on my level, go ahead and do X, Y and Z. That those are the fucking conversations that we really should be fucking. Right. Having. Right. Yeah. That, see, that's sad. That gets me real sad because like Cardi's real quick on going on on um on her social media to talk about, uh, you know, y'all motherfuckers are like talking like bitch. Well, she edu- was educate your people man right. like well, help look, us look, come look, up let, let me let me give you more um let me because i'm here to give right yeah so i'm gonna do a book i'm gonna do a journal i'm gonna do a podcast so that we can start everyone can start monetizing yeah we're gonna do a book we're gonna do a journal we're gonna do a podcast by gavin Tur capital so that we can start monetizing our concepts for for everyone to do yeah right because everyone needs to have building tools for their generational wealth to preserve their own family and their own legacy and to protect themselves you yeah. don't have to be balling out of control to protect your wealth right investment starts at every point right um you know to give you some perspective like jp morgan and banks out there they won't touch you if you have under 2.5 million to invest mm-hmm. that's part of the reason why we started gavin capital because the big the big picture is you know we're gonna own a lot of real estate and build a lot of cool sustainable buildings yeah and in areas that are opportunity zoned, like Boyle Heights, 
Mm-hmm. Like, yep. I'm going to have the first green building there one day. I love that mm-hmm. sky, you know? is, sky is from Boyle Heights because yeah, it's I'm like you, you understand the lifestyle, you understand right. the need in the community, right. and it's like you get it. And we need a place to discuss money and yeah, discuss absolutely. the transfer of wealth. Safely. And why we haven't been doing it for so long. Right? Like, what they are don't want to see us grow. Well, I think it grows, It goes back to like the mistrust. You know, If I tell you the secret to my success, then... I'm no longer shining super bright. Like, I'm afraid you're going to dim my light. So still, I'll but, just... But still self-esteem. My... Well, of course. It all boils so down root, to that. The root is self-esteem. Yes, absolutely. Right. And then, and then, like, when we talk about, like, you know, for example, like, just things that we don't know about, like, life insurance policies. Yeah. Right? Oh, I wanted to talk about that. Because for me, that's something that's always been super important. And not... Because um, when my brother's... I had a son at how old was he Raquel he 19? was 22 months he was no like, no and how old was Joe and oh when, Joe was 21 when he was born oh so he was, like, he was born or 20 like 20 he was 20. yeah no 19 19 so he somebody introduced him to the that little Gerber life insurance thing yeah the Gerber life insurance yes great. so he bought a little policy for my nephew for ten thousand dollars so he was really excited about that he came home and he told my dad and the first thing my dad was like para que si eso and my brother was like, because I thought it was a good idea. Like, you know, even if like hopefully nothing ever happens to him, he can cash it out when he gets older. I don't know what the how much it would grow or whatnot. Like, I don't know. Well, where did Joe get introduced to the Gerber? What is know, it? The somebody, Gerber what? Like that Gerber life insurance thing that they have. It's and my still, dad was like, Por que si says it? I don't remember yeah, this. You know, my dad was Discouraging like, why did him you or do what? that? Like, that's so morbid. You know, why would you? even think oh, that yeah, something that, that's like definitely that. something in the Latin yes. world. Why would you think that something right. like that would ever Go, happen como, to como the baby? Te van a yes. yes. Right. And then my brother was like, well, dude, I thought it was a responsible thing to do. Like, I thought I was being responsible as this boy's dad, you know? Lo and behold, 22 months later, my nephew passed away. You know, yeah. and my brother at 21 years, he didn't have to go and do car washes. He didn't have to go and do a GoFundMe, even though it wasn't a thing back in the day. He didn't have to ask for a handout to bury his son. And how he much had was, how much was the life insurance money? Like 10,000. Yeah. He had just enough money to bury his son, Augusto, without putting himself in a financial burden. You know, and wow. obviously like the baby didn't have bills to pay off. He didn't have. Um, any like obligations to meet so 10,000 was enough for him but right. it wasn't anything that um, was encouraged or right. even taught up at home but that taught me how important it is to have life insurance put in place for myself for my son so should something happen to them like to, to me like my son isn't um, put out to try to put me to rest and put my obligations to rest. Obviously, I have more work to do in regards to setting myself all the way, you know, completely so that he continues to win when I'm gone. Um, but I've life insurance is something that I never go without. Right. Ever. Right. And I think I think, you know, you have to remember, like upon your death, your family's going to inherit your net worth, a life insurance policy or they're going to start a GoFundMe for you. Right. Damn. And say that again. That a lot. And, and how frequently do we see like right away like a GoFundMe, right? So they're going to either the time. In- inherit a life insurance policy or start a GoFundMe. Your, your, or your net worth. Or your net worth or a GoFundMe Or you'll account. be a GoFundMe. Yeah. I mean, it can't get right. realer than that. And, and, I, and I think like because of the generational mental state of just having generational poverty, it's hard for us to transition to a state 
a mental state of wealth acquisition yeah okay but i think we also have to take responsibility individually and understand that you are your family's blueprint mm-hmm yeah yeah Say that again it could be because you, you are your family's blueprint you know somebody just got extremely overwhelmed at that thought somebody just was like i felt what sky just said but holy shit that overwhelms me because how do i do that that that's you the know? biggest but then question you reach i out get to somebody like scaventura sky ventura gaventura gaventura <laughs> and that's when you reach out to a company like gaventura to ask those questions and start making those investments or, or placing your your money in the right places right yeah to yeah. grow like wealth transfer vehicles right so you know we're sitting here talking about wealth right generational wealth right just wealth overall what and my question to you sky i guess would be what what exactly is that how do you get there so wealth is the accumulation of scarce resources it's the ability it's literally the ability to invest into a sustainable future while having fun while having fun let's not forget that part see i think people are too caught up in the fun <laughs> i know and they're forgetting like the damn let me let me build you or know what I mean? they're too scared to do it so they don't even imagine that it could be fun right and that there's two types of people the people that work for money or the people who are smart enough to have their money make money yeah i, I want to be that person right there okay so so there's there's a couple of ways that any family can get there okay okay because you can get out of generational poverty okay you guys it's, I, just, it's a mindset it's no, a mindset it, i you know i feel like generational poverty is like breaking family generational you know kind of like if you want to break the the alcoholism cycle you could break that right if you want to break right. the domestic violence cycle you right. could break that so i want to say that generational poverty is the same way it's a choice it, it, it's exactly like that, that you have to choose exactly. and you have to take the accountability and the responsibility to be your family's blueprint yeah that requires you to have conversations with people that you've never met that are interested in wealth and money and what are you talking about in those circles are you talking about hey what what's a what's a ret are you talking about what's a roth are you talking about what's uh llc what's an llc what are what's an entity you know um tax codes tax strategies or what are you talking about and and so for some people wealth is not important okay some who, I, who I the never, heck listen, would ever look at you square in the face and say that doesn't matter to me i mean i think they I, think I was about to say the same thing because they don't know they can't even imagine getting to that level but get out of here especially as californians right like we, we sort right. of need that cheddar girl right so so there's multiple ways the two most successful ways to transfer wealth is through real estate and through life insurance policies okay. you get a life insurance policy right you meaning roxy you and your brother you guys go in on a life insurance policy for your parent say they're well to do they're healthy and everybody will get a million dollar cash out mm -hmm. and you guys purchase the policy and pay for it right there you go everyone's an instant millionaire upon your mom's transition death is gonna happen absolutely it's gonna happen so Sooner it's best later, that we yeah. prepare ourselves for that and our loved ones and also prepare ourselves. Right. Prepare ourselves. So like, you know, these conversations have to be had. And so those are the two, the two easiest ways through real estate, owning and acquiring and renting and through life insurance. And then the elite, they transfer the wealth through conglomerates. 
where what exactly is a conglomerate a conglomerate is like a holding company right let's say let's say viacom viacom owns mtv bet paramount vintage paramount vantage all these all these entities are owned under viacom and that has shareholders board members owners Mm. so that conglomerate png craft procter and gamble mars Mm -hmm. like you've had some contracts with these companies yeah you know so like maybe next time don't get paid in cash get paid in stocks i know we had that conversation we had that conversation you know and add a little more because you're an investor so why not get paid that way yeah oh my god no i know we had this conversation off the record and we were like dropping jewels like yeah so we have to think about also innovating our own blueprint i mean and imagine like the next time let's just say there's a latina executive listening to us right now that's in the position to negotiate her next salary for 2021 she's up for a raise and she she could legit after listening to this episode say okay on top of the you know 275 thousand dollar salary you guys are going to pay me um i want some stocks because I was able to hear this episode and I'm trying to build generational wealth, you know, because yeah. a lot of times we don't think about negotiating that into our contract. Keep your salary under 100, under 100K and get the rest in equity. Imagine, you really? know, we have. Yeah. Imagine that's having a hundred stock that's options. A tax, that's a tax hack. Tax hack. Tax hack. You're giving away them gems. Listen, smart. So smart going tax back, hack. going back to what you said, though, about getting a life insurance policy for your parents. I know there are some people right now that just cringed like how dare you that's that's disgusting how would you capitalize off of your parents death well but what you said is ring so true to me they're going to die anyways right we're and going then, and then, to die anyways um, imagine this imagine your creator dies and not only do you have to mourn but now you got to figure out the finances that go with that right so when do you mourn right listen i would not be and i'm gonna put this into motion I want my kids to do that to me. Yeah. Because it's guaranteed. I wouldn't be mad. Two things are guaranteed. Um, I'm going to be born one day and I'm going to die one day. So if I could, with my death and through my death is another way that I can set your son up, set my kids up, then yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I mean, you would be stupid not to. Why yeah, didn't anybody, it. But, but, no, but nobody's really Why thinking about it like that. Like, let's before. pull out a life insurance on mom Why and dad. Tell me this before? A million dollar life insurance, you know, and when they die, we cash out. Exactly. Some people will call that cold hearted, but it's and, actually and, and not imagine, that. It's like, like, smart. Look, let me give you a scenario. Granny owns a house. I have five brothers and sisters, right? Let's just, I'm going to give you an example. Mm-hmm. And five brothers and sisters, we get together and we're going to get a life insurance policy for $5 million. Each of us are going to commit to paying off gra- granny's house. Mm-hmm. So we each get a million. Granny owes 500000 So we each put up our share and we pay the mortgage off. And now we roll that into a rental. And that rental becomes our rental income for all five of us. Yeah. So not only do we own a property, but we have a lifetime of rental income, yeah. which can be transferred to our other children. Yeah. And now Granny's house wasn't just sold on the chopping block. Right. It was preserved and it created and you had the ability to buy an income. Yeah. Yeah. You bought because, an income. Because you were smart. And we be- have to buy incomes. Yeah. We're but not people, thinking. We're thinking about making an income. Yeah. I was buy about to say income. that. People don't stop and think, like you said, like the long term plan. People will take for example those same five siblings and the same granny's house right and let's say granny's house is paid off and it's worth seven hundred thousand dollars 
divide that by five people, that's not a lot of money. Taxes. Right. They and probably they don't would have a trust. sit there and they would, let's do the actual math here. So $750,000, divide that by five. Let's just even leave tax out of it. No taxes paid on it yet when the house um, sells. You're only making $150,000, right? That ain't shit, really. Right. Okay. But they will sit there and fight till their death for those $150,000. Granny's gone. There's nothing you can do about that anymore anyways. Instead of doing it the smart way, like you said. Preserving the asset. And preserving the asset and and making this $150,000. Grow. Grow and grow and grow and benefit yourself and your children and their children. It's so smart. Yeah, no. It's such a smart, actually very fucking practical way of looking at life. Yeah, but hardly nobody's thinking that way. Right, because so many people are going to be like, oh my God, we can't believe you said that you should take a life insurance on your mom. No, and check this out. Um... You know, I'll share a little bit more personal stuff here. Um, our trust is set up to skip a generation. So I'm guaranteed to get to the fifth generation. Wait, mm. how do you, why do you want to do that, though? Because, I mean, she could do whatever she wants in her trust. Well, I obviously, but what what is the benefit to skip a generation? Aren't you going to hurt their feelings? Well, let, let, let's is? take the example of Granny's house. Okay. So those those guys, those siblings, the five siblings that got 150 or Granny's house, they kept it and rolled that into a rental they're not going to sell it. So automatically their generational wealth grows by one generation more because the children will be set up to inherit it. So mm-hmm. my kids will be unable to sell the assets that I own. Oh, They will be able to profit at the maximum potential with good management in place, but their kids will stand to inherit. Mm, Who cares if they sell it or not? They're going to have an income. Right, right. Permanent income coming in. Right. And their kids will be guaranteed to have generational wealth and additional incomes. And by that point, we're going to grow the portfolio more and more, acquire more and more real estate, more options, just have more opportunities. Yeah. And so it's a way to skip a generation, which you can legally do. You know, they say That's it's smart. ruling from the grave, but ruling from the grave grave for the greater long term good. Yeah. Because I'm trying to see my family be preserved for the next hundred years. I wish more people would feel more comfortable having these really honest conversations about stuff like money um, and, and the importance of um, trust me, Raquel, Joe and I are going to now sit down and have this conversation. Yeah, we are um, about um the future and especially because our parents are aging and trust me i don't wish them dead i want them to be here for a very very me long too. time and i feel like they but will at the but end still. of the day their life will expire and we need to be smart about that going forward we right? do and Absolutely. and you know what and are my kids with me and your kids with you like this is gold right grow this the is- money through investments yes. yeah grow it through investments and you know what's crazy is i actually came across an article on cosmo about um how a lot of couples are not having the conversation about money, right? And that's a lot of people think that infidelity is the number one reason for breakups, but it's really people are get so caught up in la la land that nobody's having the conversation. Like, so what are your thoughts about money? Like, how do you see money? Right? So, um, I was reading this article about six conversations couples should be having about money. 
right now, right? Now more than ever. There's a lot of extra time to talk about a lot of shit, right? Oh, and also before I forget, I want you to touch back on what you said about COVID and life insurance. Yes. Before I forget. Yeah, so it, it says like, you know, given that our culture can can seem entirely focused on money, it can feel strange how hard it is to actually have a productive conversation about money. That can be especially true with romantic partners, which isn't great because they're likely the people you most need to talk about money with, mm -hmm. right? So one of the things you need to be considering when you have a partner, you know, when you're thinking about being serious with somebody is what are our goals? What are our financial goals, mm -hmm. right? Um, is that something you talked about with Mel? No, it's not something that we did talk about. Well, because when I first met Mel, which I probably would go back and do it differently now. But when I when I met Mel, my intention was not to like unite myself fully with him. I wanted to get through raising my kids. So yeah. I didn't want to marry him. I did like that was not my initial goal. Now, I did tell him like my my take on money, how I see it, how it, you know, I'm not a scaredy cat when it comes to money. I'm not a scared to, I'm not a scared. I'm not, afraid. I'm not a scared. <laughs> I'm not afraid to like take chances. And, and that's when I learned that he is a little bit more timid. Yeah. He'll think things through. He will find a way to, um, well, I tease him all the time. Like he, he likes to use coupons. Like he is definitely more timid with his money than I frugal. So, He's frugal. He's no, more and frugal timid. With it. timid is a good word. Yeah. Like, he's not going to be the one to be like, holy shit. That's a dope investment. Let's do it right now. Yeah. He will be like, mm, let me think about it. Let me think about it. Let me, where I would be the one to be like, holy shit, that's a hot investment. I have the cash. Let's do this now. You know what yeah. I mean? He would be the one that he would hold back a little bit more. And I do know that about him. But we talk. We talk and, and we pray. We pray a lot. When we're not on the same page, literally, I'll be like, okay, you know what, Mel? Like this conversation is going nowhere. Let's pray. And yeah. we'll hold hands and we'll pray. And that, I think, helps him his faith is good. Like his faith is strong. So I think once we get God into the conversation, like it he, he lets easier. his guard down a little bit and he starts to trust more. Yeah. And you know, um, the financial questions of like, what are our goals? It doesn't have to be a hardcore, super serious conversation with like timelines and budgets. It's actually meant to take your partner's temperature on what they're interested in saving for and what they care about financially. Are they thinking of going back to school? Do they want to buy a house? Do they want to pay off credit cards? Take a trip to Bali? When's the, you know, it's, it's we just to about those kind of take a conversation. But, I mean, but, but also something very important that, that I must I'm stress. not done with the list yet, Sky. Well, well I'm a stress. <laughs> I'm a stress this. I have to. Um, you know, when you get married, you inherit their debt. Yes. Yes. So yes. that's something very important to disclose no, up front. And I did ask those questions. I did ask, like, what's your credit score like? This is mine. Um, what is your what what is does your debt look like this yeah. is mine like because i i know that because i was already married and divorced once and some people didn't get want to so dumbfounded and go like they get so in love that they don't even ask the question of like yo do you have any debt i mean one thing is i would suggest being honest about your debt but it's pretty fucked up if you do have debt and you're not you're not putting it out there and that was one that's, of the things very, recently with one of the guys that you were dating remember you were like man he's going back to grad school and that student loan is gonna be killer if, well, well not only that let me give you another little surprise a pop tart here surprise. <laughs> so let's say that let's say that you fall in love with xyz and they got a felony 
when you form your trust and let's say that they're the executor or the trustee of your trust the government can go after them for restitution fees <gasps> Really? really correct wow and that's one of the main questions that they're at that you're asked when you're forming the trust so they obviously i would imagine like you're discouraged to have somebody with a felony be your executor or trustee yeah because they owe money yeah wow that's interesting man See, seriously sometimes, like you said we get so enthralled and dumbfounded in the He's love so side fine. of it that we don't stop to think that it's also a business transaction uh yeah period that's yeah. what marriage is absolutely period. There, I, there's a lot of people disagreeing with us right now, but honestly, honestly, we're stating facts. They're only disagreeing <laughs> because they've never heard this information before, because this hasn't been their experience, because they don't think that they can have more than what they already have. Yeah. That's why they're disagreeing with us. But if, if you just stop and think practically at what we're saying, remove yourself from the equation and just look at it from a neutral standpoint and think about somebody else's life that and way. I, I think a lot of people might look at it as like well why am i gonna have this conversation roxy and Susie, if i'm not even rich it's not even about that because it you it you want to i'm not rich either but i didn't want to be more poor yeah because of his debt you want to be aligned when it comes to different things especially money see but i i believe everybody can be rich of course me too I but what think, i'm saying i don't like, think if anybody you says me, you can't be rich you know if you compare I think, me to like paris hilton clearly she's well, she, she's, well she's five generations ahead right. of you. But I still value where I am right now financially to the point that I do not and I will not take on somebody else's debt. Yeah. I love won't. yourself enough, ladies, to not try to be like, oh, my God, my love. He's a, That's a project. If you ask me, that's taking on a project of like, that's a lot of debt, bitch. And you're going to take that on. I know. And I did it because I was telling her, you know who we're talking about, but I was telling her like, come on, like he's, he's investing into himself that that can be great for the future. Right. His market value is going to go up. And she was like, yeah, bitch, but he also is going to have whatever grad school cost that debt. And I was like, right. bitch, I didn't even fucking think of that. You right. are absolutely right. Like, and once you marry somebody in California, it's um, community community property, and that debt becomes yours. Yeah, unless no, thank you have you. a prenup. Unless you have a prenup. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Which Hopefully, the man do I marry doesn't make me um, sign a prenup. <laughs> no. So, so, what would you other- say? Like, let's say she meets a dude. He's very well off. Doesn't make her sign a prenup. But don't we want to protect her assets too? Yeah, you, you guys, you guys. So he I doesn't mean, make me sign a prenup, but I make him sign one. What do you think, Sky? What would be How your advice that on that? How does even work? I mean, it, I mean, I think I think you have to acknowledge and understand that your partner is your co-founder in life. Mm-hmm. They're your ultimate co-founder, and that decision is going to alter generations to come. Yeah. So you have to be very upfront about your value system and what's important to you. And if finances is not important to you, then those discussions don't have to be had. But if generational wealth and legacy, and you don't want to be a GoFundMe page Mm -hmm. is important to you, then you have to be transparent and just ask, Mm -hmm. like, this is what my core values are. My system is here. And if, if their values aren't aligned, then there's 7.8 billion people on earth. Right. Yeah, yeah. For Man, real. say that again. I say that so many times to people like, girl, why are you so pressed about this one person? Press like a panini. Yeah, Seriously. press like a panini. Well, like, no. Do you know how big the world is? Like, shake it off. Let's go. They get digmatized, bitch. Nah, man. But oh, 
No. Ni tanto. No, so, uh, so you guys didn't even let me finish going down this line of oh, like bad, different things that you should consider. Um, six conversations couples should have about money right now, which is what are our goals? What do we agree on? Um, what should we combine? Right? It's, do we even want to combine? Um, what can we automate? Right? And then do we need a financial planner? Uh, so those are different things. What are, what are your thoughts real quick? Because we got to wrap this up. We've been on the air for a while. What are your I thoughts hate when that happens. about combining stuff? Again, it's your ultimate co-founder. So don't be afraid to combine something, especially if you know, like, yo, if, we're if really the, rocking with each other. If the long-term goal is there to preserve uh, the legacy, there's no reason to live life and leave a bill and not a will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's a shirt. Gaventura Capital. Yeah, girl. Thank Man, you. you just gave out all her secrets. Like, that's a brazen collab. <laughs> yeah, that's a brazen, co- brazen by Roxy. Yeah, Gaventura by Capital Roxy. collab. You know yeah, what? B2B. I love. I'll do all the work, bitch. Just give me a percentage. I'm with it. B two B. I love. We being build together. Able, that's yeah. right. I love being able to sit down with smart women, and and not to discount the men, right? But fuck, it's the misogynistic culture that we live in like i love to sit down with smart women and lean into conversations and learn you know like that's i think that's another element of um emotional intelligence that we lack that sometimes we think we know it all that we just refuse to hear and listen what somebody who clearly is winning is doing and maybe even could slightly consider applying it to our lives you know right yeah right right. i mean i spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on the information that I just said to acquire it. Knowledge mm-hmm. costs money. Of course. I have Google too, but there are certain conversations that are had in certain rooms that I can get access to and ask those questions. Mm-hmm. So never be afraid. No question is too dumb, too small. Avoid using the word little. And yeah, focus you on know what leading. I do love because when you and I have conversations like on the big scheme, like when it comes to like investing and all the terms and stuff, a lot of them I don't understand or I don't know what they mean. I've heard them, but I don't know what they mean. And you always ask. Yeah. But what I was going to say was when I do ask, you've never made me feel stupid or ignorant for not knowing like, oh, my God, seriously, you're 43 and you don't know that. Like, right. You've never I, but done I've that been there. I've been there on the, the not knowing part. Mm-hmm. And I've always had incredible people pass on knowledge when I ask. I've never had, I've never asked somebody for knowledge and they go, no, I'm not going to give it to you. Yeah. Like that's See, never I, happened. I do like to challenge people because what you said about Google a little while ago, even though that tool is there, people won't use it. And I like to challenge people to do the work. Like go like go do some research and then circle back to me right and say, right they, they hey, know filters more and they know they know how to use a search yeah, engine like hey you know what i went and i researched x y and z and this is what i learned what do you think then at least that lets me know okay because my time is money so if i'm gonna invest in you i need to feel like you're investing in you and then we can have a conversation you know what i mean so, and with google being such an easy access tool to get quick information i feel like nobody should be completely in the dark about anything and you if you don't I mean? want to log on to google just ask alexa if you're that lazy this morning i was like <laughs> alexa make me coffee and the bitch did <laughs> 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 oh my god sky listen i love having you literally go on and on about like this. you in my corner i'm glad that Susie and i could pick up the phone and say sky 
what do you think about this? What do you think about me wanting to, you know what I mean? Like, I just, Can I, should I buy this Rolex? Should I buy this Rolex? Should I buy these diamonds? Should I buy this car? Because a lot of shit, like for me is like impulsive, but I, I'm thankful that I could control myself at this point because I am building generational wealth and, 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 and I love that I'm building generational wealth for the kids that I don't even have. Right. That's and, like and some real smart. Yeah. I mean, when when, when your smart. kids are born, they're going to be born into your net worth. Yeah. Which amazing. you've been accumulating your assets and you've been strategically pla- placing your tax smart investments and so forth. So you're going to have trust fund babies. Gosh. You know what? Um, I mean, how does that even make you feel? I mean, that makes me feel good. It makes me feel like I'm definitely breaking generational poverty, right? Um, I mean, it just makes me feel like I'm just so blessed to be around people that like you, you know, that through your pain, you create, you did your, like you said, you spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to find all this out. And now you can share it with us because we do talk about, we've always talked about creating things together and like, like, you know how Tyler Perry does it with all African-American people. It's like, we're going to do that with Latinos. And that gets me excited because I'd be like, you know, I want to be able to pick up the phone and be like, yo, Susie, we're about to invest in a in hundred million dollar building. You in or what? And have Susie say, fuck yeah. And I might be like, you better say fuck yeah, because I know what you're worth. You remember the, you convers- can't tell me no. the conversation we were having the other day about buying a building, selling it in so many years, like right, in agreement right, to right. flip it. And, like, right. Our group economics plan. <laughs> and Raquel was like, well, what if I don't want to sell it? I was like, here <laughs> we go. We haven't even bought it yet. And this bitch already wants to hold on to it. Right. <laughs> no, what because- did guy say very calmly? Well, then you could just buy us out. Yeah. <laughs> you yourself. And we're going to keep it pushing. Exactly. But- I mean, and that's another thing. People get so emotional right that they don't necessarily make smart decisions because their emotions get into play instead of of sitting back and looking at the big picture and what it is that i need to do to win right and you can get anything you want you can buy anything you want you can have fun with your wealth because part of the part of acquiring wealth and building wealth is to enjoy your wealth too well yeah you know so yeah and you always remind me of that right you got to enjoy it can't just be accumulating because then it's just like this like weird greedy hermit yeah right? you know it's like you gotta have fun and spread your wealth across the board like if you want to invest into somebody because you believe in their idea their concept whatever you, you can do that that makes you a capital a venture capitalist yeah invest. haven't you noticed that people that are wealthier are just so much more generous yeah. nicer they're happier. happier they're happier you know and it's just like who wouldn't why is that why could that not be goals because right money has been looked it's been transformed into like el diablo when in reality it's not it's just right. something to assist you in life right. to make your load easier and money isn't real it's not even backed by anything anymore it's not real it's simply a scorecard and a tool that you use to acquire fun and opportunity yeah right. simple as that you know what I love too that I have learned about my husband is we we strive to live below our means all the time. You know, um, if you look, if anybody has seen like pictures of my closet, for example, you will not see. I think I have one Vince Camuto handbag in there at this point because I purged and because my sister gave that to me as a gift. Like I'm not out there buying. I did? Yeah. Oh. I'm not out there buying like so giving you liabilities. crazy handbags <laughs> or, or pricey ass shoes. Like liabilities. Just, liabilities. Yeah, yeah. That's not, I'm not interested in that. As long as I have a purse that could carry my shit around and shoes that are comfortable for me to work in that look cute. I don't need, I don't feel, and nor is it my goals to have like that, like Gucci ass closet with yeah. all these handbags behind me. Like what, how is, 
that being purposeful you already what told me you already told kids? me you want to own a real estate portfolio yeah yes you already told that's me that's more important that is more important. you're like i don't need whips and bags you said you literally told me like i'm gonna own a huge real estate portfolio yep and that's we never, goals right there we never buy new cars either to i me, drive a fucking toyota it's a liability yeah, yeah i drive liability. a toyota and i'm 100 percent okay with that because it's cute it's clean it's reliable it gets me from point a to point b you know what i mean I, although i am craving a porsche panamera yeah and when when we get to have fun and you know what yes. I'll, i'm gonna buy that motherfucker used and there i'm gonna go. be proud of it it's gonna have there like thirty thousand miles and there's no way i would ever go buy a new car though you'll probably chip off like at least oh girl more than me. a fourth of the price I, i've already been looking at them online and a, a used porsche panamera is like thirty five thousand. It's or not even or that just, do, so just do an influencer deal with them. Yeah, that too. You know, that too. But I mean, it's you like built your own IP. It's, it's so crazy how like if you look at a new one versus like one that has thirty thousand miles, it's like it, man, the price difference is insane. Right. I've never bought a new car. All it's my just, cars are you used. Know, buy it, put it under your LLC, and boom, business right expense. off business expense. <laughs> I think I can't Going wait to on buy our jet. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, listen, we love you. Sky, how can they find you on Instagram? Uh, your company, your company. Yeah, Gaventura Capital. Gaventura Capital, yeah. just exactly the way it sounds. I love how you're always dropping knowledge. Um, today, I want to, we're going to end it with this. Today, I saw you posted this and I was like, this is money right here. Get you some friends who talk about generational wealth, creating LLCs, becoming debt free, owning some shit, di dividend investing, estate planning, tax saving strategies, house hacking, looking for one? Well, you came to the right place. I love it, Sky. Thank you. Thank Ooh, you. Oh, that's my friend. That's my you know, friend. Thank you. Yeah. It's, a, it's up to it's up to you to be the blueprint of your family and it's solely on you if you're going to leave a will or a bill. I yep. love that, man. We love you guys. Make sure you follow us on Sister Sister the Podcast on Instagram. We're almost at 10,000 followers on there, Susie. I, no, wait, wait. I think we are by now. Watch. No, we're not. When I got here today, we're at we 9,000 and something. No, we were only six off. No, we're not. Oh, just kidding, bitch. I did the. You see, <laughs> you see why I need. <laughs> mathematicians in my corner no no we're we're about like 800 away from reaching 10,000 but our Richard goal Ryan. was to reach 10,000 before Thanksgiving so we're very very well on track so thank we're you guys on our way for honey. all the love on our new photo shoot we just had I think we need to have like a like a, a photo shoot like every month huh sis didn't I already tell you that didn't I blow your mind last time okay we're out of here this time <laughs> this time <laughs> we love okay, you you messed up the song like you messed up the dichos okay and on that <laughs> note we'll see y'all next week bye